You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. Welcome to another episode of Feet on the Ground, Head in the Stars. Baby J, thank you for joining us. You are welcome. You're getting quite busy lately. A little bit. What are you doing? Coaching. We thought you were building vans. Tell us what's going on. What's new and good? What I realized is that I've always been a builder. I have been in every part of the... What happened? That's really hot tea to burn my throat. I've always been involved in building because it was what I was surrounded by. It's what my dad did. It's what I learned. It's what I felt comfortable doing. And I finally realized over the last year um, that it wasn't what I was supposed to do. It was just what I had to do for now. Now where I'm at in my life, I realized every day should be full of things you want to do, not have to do. Mm -hmm. And so looking back, you knew this from the Mm get-go. I was doing IIN a year ago. I started IIN literally 12 months ago in Panama City Beach. I knew that I would get to a point like today where I was coaching, teaching. Everything in my birth chart, I think, said it. You knew it of me. Yeah. And being a leader is always what I've loved to do from T-ball till today. So, And here you are. Yep. You do realize that you have been coaching for years. Mm-hmm. Do you remember you took a coaching call when we stopped at a hotel in Denver because we were living out of the motorhome? That was like early 2021. I actually... Remember you I'm, did a call? <clears throat> there's, a, there's a dude who listens to this podcast, more than likely. Um, yes. What's his name? Josh. Josh. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. My mm-hmm. very first, I didn't charge. It was nothing. I just wanted yeah. to help him out. And, ah. You've been doing this for a yeah. long time. So I know today you were like, this is so weird. Like I got her... Because you're about to wrap up your very last van. Mm-hmm. And so this is a huge moment that yeah. we should celebrate. Because once this van is out of our driveway, like, that's it. And to say on top of that, if anybody does want something built, <laughs> it won't be with my hands. But I am going to be sending people yeah. to one of the best builders in mm-hmm. the country. So very I can still stylish. help you. Just won't yeah. be my hands. Yeah. And we're, it's kind of a somber thing. We're going to miss the in excess outdoors. You really wanted to get people outside. But again, this is all coaching. Mm-hmm. You want to get people outside to shift their mindset. That's what in excess outdoors meant, right? Yeah. In excess. Yeah. I think um, in excess. it was hard for you or anyone to understand. But I think part of your journey in life is you have to go through phases and seasons of whatever it is to then get closer to who it is you want to be. Right. And for me, in excess was who it it became who I needed to be in order to get to where I was going. I needed to stop living with the excess of shit and live a life of of excess of of love and compassion and empathy and and traveling and enjoying out being outdoors. Yeah. And I did. And yeah. I have and now I'm taking those lessons right. into the next. When people ask me like how did you become an astrologer? Did you always want to be I'm like no. I wanted to be a hip hop artist back mm-hmm. in the day. Well, how did you land a career like this? I get asked that every time I'm out, like at the store or whatever, and someone mm-hmm. says, what do you do? I'm an astrologer. How the hell do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. Kind of like you, you just kind of wobble your way through life. But if you always wobble left and right towards things that feel good, mm-hmm. that's just the key phrase. Feel good, you find your career or it finds you. Mm-hmm. It's wobbling towards you as you're wobbling towards it. Yeah, it's... um. It's kind of like I'm coaching and teaching and speaking on now um, mm-hmm. is as long as you just keep moving your feet forward, 
whatever, like whatever's going to come is going to come. And as long as you keep moving and you don't quit, you just show I up. I love your quote. Don't quit today. Quit tomorrow. Yeah. Like when you get people having meltdowns, like, I don't know, me. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, that's fine. This sucks. Don't quit today. Quit tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tomorrow yeah. we'll say fucking quit. Mm-hmm. And just something shifts and changes. Oh, I meant to tell you. The 84-year-old woman, I read her birth chart today. Mm-hmm. At one point while she was sharing these just obviously insane stories of life mm-hmm. because she's lived eight decades wisdom I, yeah wisdom just oozing out of her i was like hey i feel privileged to be talking to an elder like you right now can i just ask you because i'm only 34 and you probably laugh at me saying my life's so hard and i said but i do i struggle with anxiety and depression and I said, you have gone through three times as much adversities and pain and grief and loss than I have. Mm -hmm. How do you wake up every day still and put your makeup on and go to work and do? And she said, she said goose. She said, I wake up as a goose. And I was like, what? Is that like a 1930s thing? (laughs) She's like, I wake up as a goose. I said, what does that mean? She said, I wake up and every day is new. Mm -hmm. Every day is a brand new life. Yeah. She said, every day I wake up, it's a brand new life. The first thing, and, I, and it's kind of cliche because I'm, t- I'm texting the person who came up with this, but every single morning I text James and Jeff on our group text, good morning, don't forget, we get to do this today. Yeah. I'm sending it to the person who came up with it, James, who says <laughs> we get to yeah. show up today, but it's the same thing. It's like every day you wake up, you realize like I am lucky to be alive. So no matter what shit comes at me, whatever adversity and challenge I have to face today, like I'm lucky that I get to face it. Yeah. So. That that's helped me with Jeffrey because <clears throat> I hope they can't hear him eating a bone. That's like ASMR, everybody dreads. But some days I'm just overwhelmed and it's like, oh man, like a dog is having a child and I really don't want to deal with this. But then mm-hmm. I think, wait, I get to. And I instantly tap back into the times where i dreamt of having a dog my whole life as a kid one of the things i'll just stop here and we'll go on to the the questioning but one of the things that i i have each one of my clients doing every single day is one of the most simple things you can do so when you're listening to this podcast make this part of your daily routine and i promise it'll change everything we all hear about gratitude list but there's something that i've learned whether it was a three six nine book And just other things. If you write down five things that you're grateful for, as soon as you write them down, look at each one of them, read it back three to five times, and understand why you're grateful for it. Do that with all five. Write down five things you appreciate about yourself. Do the same thing. Read those back and understand what it is you appreciate about yourself and why. It changes everything. Yeah. And if you start off your morning that way, it's it's the the mood you were about to take into the day completely shifts therefore everything changes so like that's one little one little thing that you can really does we spend so much money on therapists and supplements and tinctures and gym memberships but it's like that the morning sets the stage yeah it's so true what do you think someone would be like if they woke up and wrote five things they hate I would say they're probably a Scorpio sun moon rising. No, but what would I? I'm gonna do that as a social experiment every day. I'm gonna wake up, no matter what mood I'm in, I'm gonna write down five things I hate. <laughs> Good luck, <clears throat> and just see 
I'm gonna do it during my follicular phase when my mood's good. Just see what happens. Put it in your moon journal. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of moon journal, you guys, welcome to Astro Advice. We have a question sent in from an Aries queen. This girl actually has a very rare birth chart. She is an Aries sun, which is a very rare sign. Mm -hmm. You know any Aries suns? One. I know one. No. Two. 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 James and Tony. Oh, so if I include them, I know four. But it's just, it's rare. You don't really know of many Aries suns. She has a Sagittarius moon. Super fun. But she is literally the rarest rising sign, Pisces. Mm -hmm. And this is actually scientifically proven. Aries and Pisces are the rarest rising sign because... Like, it's this constellation that's rising over the horizon when you're born. And, like, let's say Virgo rises for three hours. Sag rises for four hours. Pisces rises for, like, 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. So that's quite the small window that a baby has to be born to have a Pisces rising. Same theory. So this is really cool to see. And her Jupiter is conjunct this. When I say she lights up a room, she's got a big personality. This is beautiful because... It can help her get far in life, or it can really trigger some people around her, Yeah, which is what she wrote in about. So, Miss Aries writes in, my question is centered around career. I've recently opened an online store with two friends selling a range of different sustainable self-care products for women's hormonal health. Okay. Hit me up. At times, it feels like one of my business partners is micromanaging me, and I just want to be able to work freely. It's making me feel a bit trapped and affecting my creativity and motivation. I'm wondering if my chart suggests if I should be working on my own, or if I'm not meant to be going in this career direction at all. Love, Aries. Feet on the ground real quick. Feet on the ground. Let's get this through. Let's do it. Regardless of your chart... Here are some things that you need to know when you go into, and trust me, from failures that I've been through with business partners, you have to have clear and identifiable roles with every single business partner because what always happens is you go into it gung-ho and everyone's happy and this is what we're going to do and we're excited, and then the moment reality sets in, there's always somebody who ends up not doing as much work so the other ones it's feel. It's like a school group project. It is. So there's one who they feel like isn't doing as much. There's one who they feel like's doing so much. And there's always that one who seems like they're micromanaging everybody because they're just scared to fail. Uh, you oh. have to have clear and identifiable roles within a partnership. If you don't, it will never work. Are so they scared to fail or, or is it just <clears throat> a type of control that this person wants? It's control. They don't have trust in the other partners because if they did, think of it a relationship. If I tell you what to do all the time and where to go and how to do it, we it's because I don't trust. Oh, wait. I don't trust that you're going to be able to do what you need to do. And therefore, you're going to affect me. So you need to sit down with this person and be upfront. If you're a partner, there is no fear. You can't get, you're not going to get kicked out. You're not, there's no, like, you need healthy confrontation, especially in a business partnership. Take off the friend's hat, put on the business partner hat and say, hey, you're making me feel very micromanaged. Now, is this because I'm not doing something I should be and I just, I'm not aware of it? Or is this because you fear that we're going to fail and if you don't pick up all the slack and micromanage everyone, that everything's going to be out of control and it's chaos. Yeah. Like, what is your role? 
what is my role? What is her, her role? Yep. Like now let's establish boundaries and each person has to do their best. And if every month we check in and somebody's not doing their best, then we sit down and we have a conversation and say, hey, Ashley, we feel like you're not doing your best at this, this, and this. Is there a reason? Can we help you? What's going on? Mm -hmm. But you can't, um, all that comes from this is animosity. And it sounds like things go unsaid and everyone knows in any relationship, if something goes unsaid, it festers, it builds, and it blows up. And so. it does. And let's not forget, girl, you're an Aries. Yes. You are an Aries. The Sag sun. Moon. Aries rules being a boss. Yeah. They do not like being told what to do. That's your sun sign. Your l- heartbeat of your birth chart is I want to be in control. I'm surprised it's not you that's micromanaging, to be honest. But the rest of your chart explains why. But that is Aries. Don't boss me around or I will ram you back so I can understand. And it's in the second house of Taurus. So this does ground that Aries fire a little Mm -hmm. bit to really calm it down. But I'm sure you just boil when this friend starts micromanaging you. I think with an Aries sun, Sag moon, you have to, you got to have like this come to Jesus meeting (laughs) because if not, Mm-hmm. An airy sun, sag moon, and the second. Trust me, I have a stellium in the second house of Taurus. <laughs> this is his domain. Like, and with my Aries placements, I feel you, sis. Mm-hmm. Have a conversation. That's it. She's someone else from New Zealand. That's cool. We have a lot of nice. listeners in New Zealand. Now, when it comes to, let's keep our feet on the ground before we really just <clears throat> shoot up into the stars here. She's working with two friends. Baby J, you and I are both entrepreneurs. It's really what we connected on as best mm-hmm. friends is like, you've got to have a different mindset to be an entrepreneur. We always said, and I don't know if we still believe it, if we've grown out of this, but we always said, never go in business with friends or family. <sighs> what are your thoughts on that now? They better be really good at business before I go into business with friends again. Like, they better be really good at business. I personally still say hard no. Well, I'm so intimate and close with my friends. We have things that we talk about and bond over. I don't want to mix finances and profit it, and loss. It takes a very strong person, and I'll brag on myself. It takes a very strong person to be able to put on one hat of friends, remove the friend's hat, be business, and then yeah. be able to remove that hat and say, all right, you want to go grab like a drink or something, get yeah. some dinner? And not have animosity and not be pissed. Like, like I it takes. If she would still feel this way, if it wasn't her friend, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, but maybe not as intensely. I think with her chart, I don't. I don't. I think she would fear a conversation less. But I think because it's a friend, it's easier to oh. fear that conversation. Because it's per see, because it's personal. Yeah, when you want to talk can't. to your friend about your business, it's like oh, I'm going to hurt their feelings. No. Right. You got to You got to remove. You're already in it. There's no getting mm-hmm. out of it. You got to remove that hat and you have to be able to sit down and say, hey, look, we may disagree and say, fuck you for a slight minute. Mm-hmm. But when this meeting's over, we're back to friends. <sighs> like I know for women, that is so much different. <laughs> I know. Ladies, I'm giving him the eye. <laughs> I know that's so, so hard with with y'all are just such emotional creatures. Y'all have yeah. hormones, all these things. But oh, yeah. You got to figure out how to do that or you can't be in partnerships with people, yeah, period. No, you're right. And I look at my own birth chart and say, yep, nope, <laughs> that's a hard no. You? Yes, absolutely. You could. That's the thing. You should be, you shouldn't, I wouldn't say you should go into a business partnership, friends, 
But if you don't build a friendship with the person you're partners with, you're not even building a real partnership. Oh, what do you mean? So, well, think about like it. Like you have to be friends with who you're partnered with? You, you better be pretty damn close with them. If you're not, yeah. like your business partner better know your credit score. Your business partner better know what you love, what you hate, what makes you tick. That's true. Like they have to. They have to either be your friend or become your friend. I think like I've got my little group of best friends and I wouldn't approach them at this point and say, you guys want to start a business together? Because I just know better. But maybe like people who message me a lot and want to help me with LL stuff. Yeah. Well, I'd say, okay, I don't know you intimately. This is perfect way to start a business together and then like you said we would eventually be close because we work hand in hand yeah that or the you know like and this doesn't always this isn't like absolute but Hmm. do you have any friends around you right now who have the knowledge that you would want to take into business anyway like some people just don't it's it's not a bad thing it's just some people are great at business some are not and i see what you're saying like i wouldn't approach close friends and say yeah. let's go into business i would approach quote-unquote strangers and say mm-hmm. hey i really vibe with you do you want to go in business and then if they were good at business yeah so of course yeah of course Virgo. of course so i think that answers her question right this or well, her question is should i be working on my own or am i not meant to be going in this career direction so your seventh house of partnerships, and this is, you know, marriage relationships, but also business partnerships, is empty. That doesn't mean anything bad. It's empty, though. And so this tells me there's not a lot of energy going in towards working with someone. When we look at your Aries sun, your sun sign is your personality, your ego, that would tell me no. Unless you are the boss and there are very clear boundaries with you are the boss. I would still say no. Now we shoot up to your moon sign. The moon sign is your heart. This is who you are when you're home alone or who you are when you're with your romantic partner. Our moon sign in our birth chart tells us what do we need to feel emotionally safe. As she was saying, this situation is affecting my creativity and motivation. Well, what do we all need to feel creative and inspired and motivated? Look to your moon sign. Yours, my friend, is in Sagittarius. The sign of freedom, the sign of don't fence me in, no boundaries. Hey, let things go. Rock on, man, whatever. And so you add micromanaging onto a moon and a heart like that mixed with the sun and Aries. Oh, gosh. Are you experiencing skin issues, hormonal fluctuations of your own? Because I can imagine your nervous system is just. Bah. No, she's not. That's all their products are. That's why they made them. No. So <laughs> you, as you were saying that, you made me think about now, something. Her moon's in the 10th house. Her career is so important for her emotional well-being. If her career, what she does eight hours a day, is not safe, here it is. Your career has an impact on you emotionally. Teaching women, helping women, or studying feelings and psychology is very important. So you're in the right industry. But we've really got to iron out how your day-to-day workplace feels because it's very much affecting your heart. With her chart and what I'm about to tell you, I hope you take this and go with it. A true leader can never be, um, what'd she say? She's being micromanaged. Mm. A true leader can never be micromanaged Mm. because a true leader leads from the front. 
and a true leader is what I feel like you need to be and what you should be, especially with your chart. I feel like you need to step into being a leader more. And what are those qualities that you believe a leader has and you need to own those and live those every day? Nobody can micromanage you if you are the one setting the example. That doesn't happen. So that's my answer to you. And And I wanted to be upfront and I wanted to be firm because... You're an Aries and you can handle it. You're a mm-hmm. Sag moon. You'll listen. Yep. And you have that watery rising that says, you know what? I'm going to feel this and I'm going to, and I'm mm-hmm. going to try this. Yeah. Her so, Jupiter's in Pisces yeah. sitting to the degree, eight degrees on her Pisces rising. Now Saturn is conjunct her midheaven. So Saturn is self-discipline. <clears throat> Saturn is feet on the ground. Mm-hmm. It's conjunct her midheaven. She is meant to be a leader mm-hmm. is what that says. Your midheaven is your reputation, how the world sees you. Your midheaven, your career line, girl, is in Sagittarius. So this is a very high note of someone who is not meant to do one thing. They have the online store and then they're going to be an astrologer. And after mm-hmm. they're done that, they're going to be a Reiki therapist. You're meant to taste everything. And judging by the rest of your chart, it's all going to have to do with spirituality and women and crystals and sage and Pisces stuff. But baby Jay's right here with Saturn on that midheaven. You are meant to be a leader. Now, you can resonate with this one, baby Jay. Her Chiron is in Gemini. Mm-hmm. So there's a wound with speaking her truth. <clears throat> and what house? Wound with, this is the fourth. You so with have other Pluto women. With other women. God, you're so good. This is sexy. <laughs> Chiron in the fourth, yes, is other women, but mostly mother, mm-hmm. grandmother, sister, family, home. Her lineage, so something at home, whether it's mom, dad, sister, grandma, they taught her, don't use your voice. Don't speak Mm -hmm. up for yourself. Fuck that. You're an Aries. (laughs) She's an Aries in the house of Taurus. Uh, It doesn't matter. I'm a Virgo (laughs) in the house of Taurus. Yeah. (laughs) No, you you need to tap in. And coming from somebody with Chiron and Gemini as well, different house, but same feel. The moment you step into your voice... And you lead from the front and you truly understand who it is and what it is you want to be. And that's what you live every single day. There's no denying you. Yeah. So nobody can micromanage you. And these people who you feel like are right now, if you are too worried about having that conversation yet, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Implement the daily actions that would make those people look and go, fuck, I want to be her. Yeah. Like, like in a really good practice, because I know with this placement in the rest of your chart, it can be nerve-wracking. Write an email to her. I mean, mm-hmm. really pull up her name and write it out. Just <clears throat> practice. And whether you want to send or not, that's okay. But just getting the words out through your fingers, seeing it on the screen, really helps you prepare for potentially the in-person one. Or communicate with her through email. Whatever feels more comfortable for you. But yes, yeah, speak your truth it's funny that it's in the fourth house so it's in direct opposition to that 10th house stellium she has moon in the 10th house saturn's up there oh yeah she's meant for big things definitely with these placements your her career and what she's leaving behind the legacy in this lifetime is very big if you want to speed up the process chase down everything that is uncomfortable yeah make a list of everything that is uncomfortable and every day, cross something off that list. Yep. If one of those is having conversations with people because it could turn into arguments, put it on that list. Find a way to, to cross that off the list. It's not always going to be fun. 
It's definitely not going to be easy, but with your chart and where you're trying to go and what you have in front of you, the only way out is through. And actually, I don't think it'll ever be as bad as your mind is telling you. Yeah. We always, 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 always make things worse than they actually are. Yeah. Her Mercury is in Pisces in the first house of Aries. So she definitely gets lost in those Pisces thoughts. The waters go over her head and she thinks, oh man. But she experiences a lot of anger too. Just like hidden anger. But with Midheaven and Sagittarius and your North Node in Taurus, I would say you're in the right career field. You definitely should be working for yourself, but perhaps not with friends or at least not with someone that makes you feel that way. But again, we don't, we need more context on this person that's making you feel that way because she might not have a clue that she's mm-hmm. making you feel that way. If I'm willing to bet your Sag Moon is like, no, it's fine. It's mm-hmm. okay. It's no big deal. And then your Aries at home is like, Ruff. Well, like there's, there's no going back right now. You got to mm-hmm. handle what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. You you can't just not show up. You can't just say, fuck it. I'm done with the business. You're micromanaging right. me. You have to stay committed. Yeah. Cause this is a really good business for you. When I look at your chart, this is perfect. It's wonderful. It sounds like, like, let me ask you this question. If this person that made you feel suffocated, what if she was like, you know what? I'm done. I don't really like this. I'm going to go get a job somewhere else. Would you be like, ah, yes, and then really go all in with this business? Or would you be like, oh, okay, and maybe do something else? Yeah, or what if you went and had this conversation and the person simply said, oh, shit, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Well, let's let's create some, like, roles. Mm -hmm. What do you want to do? What do I need to do? Like, who's good at what? Like, let's, let's not make this anything bigger than it needs to be. Yeah, exactly. And Sagittarius season rules your 10th house. So right now, as you listen to this, it's hot and heavy. It's no wonder she sent this on Sag season. Yeah, no, she's in Scorpio season. Wow, we've been doing this a while. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm willing to bet she had some traction. It'll be cool to ask her. Yeah. But Pisces rising, this is the sign you are now. Aries is in your back pocket. She was born in 86, so she's done her Saturn return. Pisces is her sign. And the Pisces rising is someone who can just bring utopia to earth. Unconditional love. Someone who can say, okay, hey, I'm going to have this conversation with you, but I love you. You're my friend. I love this about you and that about you. But let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. The peacekeeper, the spiritual person who can connect with people more than anyone else. So her question, should I be working on my own? It's for you to answer. <laughs> that's why she wrote into it. That's for you to that's for you to answer based yeah. upon the details you now have. Like Yep. Yeah, I I say no. I say ultimately you can. You've got the fire to, but I'll say you can definitely succeed with a group of people. It's just boiling down to the communication. Yeah, I think what you're gonna learn is that if you're somebody who can work alone, you're somebody who can work and partnerships with people and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But it all comes down to, are you being the best you? And yep. if you're not being the best you, then you're, then you're going to fail at all of it. Yep. Period. Yeah. So. So she knows she can. Yep. Mercury in the first house, she leads with her intellect. She's really powerful. I, I think, would love to meet this person. I think you can lead, still have these business partners, mm-hmm. but if you can establish some roles and some boundaries, you won't feel suffocated. Nobody will. And each yep. person will feel like they are absolutely leading a business by themselves. Ooh, that is the sweet spot to reach. Because mm-hmm. everyone feels 
yeah, maybe instead of like directly going at her, because if she's very reactive, you can just say, okay, let me just talk to everybody as a whole and say, hey, let's call a roundtable meeting. How are we feeling? Scale of one to knocking it out of the park. Where are we at? Mm-hmm. Give every, Let everyone pick a number and say, okay, why do you feel that way? Just a gentle, neutral, let's all share how we feel. Yeah. Do a pulse check. I've never worked in business with anyone, but I imagine that would be a really good idea. Her north node is in the third house. So she is meant to be a writer, speaker, and communicate, be the best at communicating. So as Baby J said, step into what's uncomfortable, right? Yeah. You got this. You can do this. You're made for this, Miss Aries. And once you do, doors are going to fly open, and you'll know exactly which ones to walk through. Yeah. I don't don't know whose role is what, and it takes more context to know, but if the other person is the micromanager, quote-unquote, it seems like that person likes the day-to-day interactions of business they like handling things hands-on she's more big picture she's more big picture this would simply tell me you need to be the one out and about engaging with people and driving that third house um Mm -hmm. speaking talking communicating i know it's uncomfortable because that chiron right but go lean into you being the networker and drawing people in and this person being the hands-on and again if there's identifiable roles and everyone does their role then you don't ever cross over And send us, when I email her, I'm going to ask for a website. I'm going to buy something. (laughs) Thank you guys for tuning in to another Astro Advice column episode. If you would like your chart looked at and read on air by JL and I, send us your story. Remember, keep it like five sentences or less. Keep it really concise, just like she did, this Mm -hmm. lovely Aries, at spowers at lightworkers-lounge.com with a screenshot of your birth chart for a chance for you to have your chart read on air. Two things, because she won't do it. Make sure you get a moon journal, Amazon, or on the website, or sign up for the weekly newsletter. It's not that I don't do it. It just doesn't you forget. cross my yeah. mind yeah. at all. But yes, I have a book called It's Just a Phase, Journaling with the Moon. This helps you understand the moon's phases. The moon, as I was saying earlier in this episode, rules your heart and your emotional well-being. The moon was just in Libra all weekend. Did you go on a date and have fun, get flirty, or did you argue with someone over things not being fair? The moon is now in Scorpio, Monday the 19th as we record this. Time to face your shadows, transmute the poison into medicine. This is the perfect time for her to hear this. Her poison is, I can't speak up for myself. Her medicine is, speaking up for herself yeah because once you do it once that muscle starts to get strong so if you want to understand the moon's phases discover which ones are your best and which ones you got a little put a little work in get my moon journal on amazon or purchase it directly from the website for a signed copy it's christmas time guys yeah order them from the website stuffer get them signed for the astrology lover in your life yep and baby j where can they find you you can find me at my web cd um <laughs> www.whatwouldbabyjdo.com Now you can you can find me on Instagram at Jordan underscore Lawrence or my website which is jordanlawrence.com Yeah. Thank you guys. We'll see you maybe tomorrow. See you later this week. Bye. Wait. Oh.